joining us today um, to hang out with us for a little bit to talk about episode 43 real parent child connections with maddie love it love it hey. and wish i could see this well, video looking at me yeah so good to see you ladies and yes forgive my hoarseness so this we're, we're recording this what at the end of june and before the stem academy we decided to get some fun in fun <laughs> i.e hershey park i screamed my head off Maddie, you want to talk about that? <laughs> Just briefly. <laughs> she was screaming. Even on the little baby ride we went on. Ah! Not the baby ride. <laughs> so you all were at an amusement park. We were. We were at Hershey Park in Hershey, Pennsylvania. It was fabulous. Nice. Yeah, very, very nice. My first real time being out, out among a lot of people. So it was good. I mean, it was good. I think they were very organized. We had, a, we had a great time, did some games, had some fun, and I screamed my head off. So <laughs> Maddie said my voice is better today. So we shall see, but we are so happy to be here with you ladies. Yes. And it's great to see y'all. For those listening to us, you know where to find us, and we'll recap at the end where to find us also. So yeah, so this episode, we had planned this, what, a while ago, ladies. We started talking about, you know, how we're yeah. all moms and then how, you know, our mom's moms and our mother's mothers and everybody else's mamas. Um, <laughs> so we started talking about friendship and being friends with our kids. Is there a way to gain that friendship and still maintain that respect as a parent? And I think those are like, that's a nutshell right there. Yeah. But having that kind of all, and I saw Maddie, I saw you look at me and having all of that <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of wrapped into one and what that looks like. Mm. So from your perspective, ladies, and either one could go first, Jeanette or Shauna, what are your thoughts around that? 
Go ahead, Shana. Thank you. Because you have you. the oldest child of all of us. I mean, mine's <laughs> not far behind, but. Yes. I do. I have a man in my life. He just turned 32 years old. And that being friends with your child, for us, it naturally happened when he was younger. We were very fond of each other respected each other, loved each other. And we also appreciated being connected with each other. Like he was always proud that I was his mom. I was always proud that he was my child. And I think that the early beginnings, that's how you can start building a relationship. That's, you have, you already have it, you know, a natural bond because you're their mom or their dads, whoever's listening to the podcast. You already have that natural bond with them, but then you can take it a step further and as they grow and they're able to understand how the relationship can evolve or the parent understands how the relationship can evolve because my background is early childhood specialist of over 25 plus years. And I worked with a lot of families and many families don't understand that there is a way to do it without the friendship part overpowering the maternal instincts that you have as a parent. So it's a fine line. I don't believe that it's not impossible for everyone, but I do believe that both parties have to actively seek that new type of relationship and bond and respect and non-negotiables and understand the boundaries. And all of those things happen over time with your child as you're growing. So now with my son being 32, when we hang out, it's we hang out, like it's, it's nice. It's mutual respect from adult to adult. And, but it didn't happen just because he turned into an adult. It happened when he was Maddie's age or younger than that. So that's been my experience. And so Shana, you and Linda both have um, sons. And I have my, I have my stepsons, but our relationship is a little different because I didn't birth them. Right. So we have a closeness and a bond based on like our, our relationship dynamics. But I feel like as a mom with boys um, and Linda, you have both. Right. So can you talk to like the difference in building those relationships with a daughter versus a son? <laughs> Maddie's laughing already. Oh. Look, I'm on the, are you laughing at someone's spot? <laughs> so I, yeah, Miles and Maddie, it's a seven year age difference between the two of them. So I had a lot of time with Miles and just bonding with him and, you know, him raising him, growing up with him. He was kind of like my, my quiet child. So, and I remember something my sister-in-law gave some really good advice, you know, to meet your kids where they are. And, you know, I'm, I'm very like dynamic, outgoing, Miles is kind of quiet. You know, but I think building with him and growing with him sort of helped with that. Mm -hmm. And when we looked at him, we said, wow, his, his interest is in sports. Of course, I immediately became a sports mom. So <laughs> that bond right there in itself, it was football first and then, you know, basketball after that. He also did a little stint of baseball, too, which was kind of interesting. I have to tell that story one day. But that bond there and just his personality being very just that humbleness about him sort of like made us very, very close. 
Maddie, who's sitting right here with us, she's my try everything child. Like she will try it. If it's football, basketball, cheerleading, she's done it all. And we just have had this um, sort of closeness. Okay, the air conditioner just turned on, yay. Um, <laughs> so we, we just had this sort of closeness in her being a girl. I think, you know, we, you know, we share things as, you know, as ladies, as, as young women, I can share that insight with her. And just building that friendship, and it, that has happened just over over time. And she has just been really, um, you know, Maddie is just she's just my girl, you know. And just like if I had Miles sitting here on the other hand, if you're watching this, I'd be hugging him too, say that's my boy, that's my guy. But he, they also know that I'm their mom too. And you know, I'm like, okay, gotta put the hammer down when I say goes. And that's just what's gonna happen sometimes. But we built that openness where they can come to me, you know, with anything, for anything. And I, I really appreciate, and I think that respect goes always for, through the three of us, I guess. Definitely. I was, so for me, um, with my oldest, Navon, um, I think our friendship developed early because I was so young when I had her, right? I was 17 when I had her. And so my relationship and dynamics with her is totally different than like with my younger kids. Um, I, I still highly believe that when they get older, we'll still have a friendship bond um, unique to each kid's um, personalities. But I know like right now at the age she is, like when she went off to college, I was like, dang, who am I going to like do target runs? And if I want to like go somewhere like late at night, like just like, oh, let me run to Walmart real quick. Like who am I going to grab to go? I mean, like she was my person because we did everything together. We kind of, we came up together. And I think for me, a lot of it, um, building that relationship, like, like you ladies both said, meeting your kids where they are. And mine was just um, transparency and not just telling her like, you know, because I said so, or, you know, you just, just don't, don't, don't do it. Don't ask, you know, if you do something and they, they do something they shouldn't do, like, kind of like I was told, well, don't do it again. And I'm like, well, that really doesn't work. Like, can you talk to me a little bit more about the why behind that? I'm, I'm that person. <laughs> and so I've always been really transparent with my kids, um, especially Navon, at an age appropriate level. And I think she appreciated being seen and heard as a person, not just as a kid. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times we dismiss our children as if they don't have um, valid points of views and that they aren't experiencing and going through different things emotionally. So just being transparent with her and being able to talk to her, even to the point where her own friends was like, oh my God, you told your mom that? And she was like, yeah, of course I told my mom that. Why wouldn't I? So then it was like, well, can I talk to your mom? <laughs> and, you know, becoming that friend for her friends too. So um, I think that is the biggest piece for me that I always strive for with all my kids is just being completely transparent and honest with them, even if it hurts, but just being completely transparent with them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that, Jeanette. I mean, I think uh, when coming up, at least for me, we used to hear, you know, children are seen and not heard. Mm. So it was like, okay, you don't talk, you don't say anything, you don't, you know, you don't come into a room. So you you, you kind of have that that scared mentality. You don't, ooh, should I tell my mom this? Is this going to be okay for me to talk to her about or my dad or whomever? You know, I definitely didn't want that you know, for Miles and Maddie, I want them to be able to come to me and talk to me and tell me things. And I think that was, you know, it's always been super important. One thing that bothered me growing up, Linda, it's funny that you mentioned that slogan that used to be 
mm-hmm. thrown around for the parents back in the day. The other one that really got me was do as I say, not as I do. Mm. And the first thing that you learn in the early childhood field is, is modeling is the best teacher. It's the best behavior you can teach your children. But yet and still, they have this mindset, and some people still do today. I'm the adult. I'm the parent. Yes, of course, you can do things differently that children should not be doing. But when it comes to like character building and things of that nature, I would hope that those are the things that you are doing that you are imparting into your child because they are watching you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. hundred <laughs> percent. And um, even like, I know it's so funny, like talking to my mom about my grandmother and like, so my grandma had 12 children. Um, one was still born, but she ended up with 11, you know, children that she raised and 10 girls, right. One boy. And my mom, I remember when she, my mom told me the story about when my mom was born, how a lot of her siblings didn't even know my grandmother was pregnant. <laughs> and they was like, where's mama? And somebody was like, oh, she went, she's down to the hospital um, about to have a baby. They was like, a baby? She's pregnant? Like my grandma felt, did not believe that your children should know that you were pregnant. They shouldn't like, you know, like, you know, my kids, my whole pregnancy, like, they would touch my stomach. They talked to the baby. They hugged me. And I think it was some old I don't know passed down generational thing where you just didn't let your kids know these types of things and it's just like how do they prepare themselves for when they go through this right you know you have 10 girls <laughs> like I just don't yes. it's just so I don't know it's so odd to me I love my grandmother she was an amazing woman um but yeah it's just so odd to me some of the things that that they did and then when you look at your own parents and some of the stuff that they carried over they tried to break the mold a little bit, but they still carried a lot of that old stuff over. So like just each generation, like kind of like breaking some more cycles of um, how we communicate with each other. Um, I think that's a big one too, like communication with your with your children. And like you said, giving them space to talk. And we always, not always, but there was the opportunity for no repercussions conversations mm-hmm. where she can talk to him about anything. I said, it don't mean I'm not going to get upset. It just means that I'm going to need time to process what you're saying. And we're just going to talk about it. And there won't be any punishments as a result, but there will be some conversation. And so I think communication is really big and just talking to your children. Yeah, I agree to that. Communication is huge. And I don't want to be persecuted because I can't even <laughs> tell you something or I feel like I'm going to be persecuted. So try to create an environment where, you know, Miles and Madison and any other kids, I mean, I Jeanette, you and I talked about this, about being in a house where the kids come and hang out, you know, mm-hmm. Miles will at the front door, he have his hand like this, you're not going to do a mom, can so-and-so come over? It's like, he doesn't want to say yes, you uh-huh. know, come on, come on in here, yeah, which y'all want to eat, you know, he, we did that a couple of weeks ago, that's just how we do that welcoming kind of environment, I always wanted to be that household or be that, be that mom or that person that, yeah, if you're having something going on, we, you know, come and talk to somebody, even if I might, I may not like it, I may not be able to accept it initially, but I'm not going to persecute you because you come to me with something. So mm-hmm. I think exactly having yeah. that trust mm-hmm. that you can depend on um, your basically like your foundation of yourself yeah. is with your parent, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking of creating spaces for young people and children, we want to hear from Maddie and see what Maddie thinks about the whole friendship, mother to daughter 
or father to daughter? Do you believe that that's possible? Do you feel like you have a friendship with your mom? And it doesn't matter if you do or you don't, there's no right or wrong answer. We just wanna know how you feel about the topic. Yes, I think people can have like a friendship with their parents. I know I have a friendship with my mom and my dad, especially. Aww. <laughs> yes, so I do think that. And um, I don't like, I think you can like have friendship and still be respectful and know that, okay, you're still the child and the parent's still the parent, but you can have a nice friendship too. How important is it um, for you when it comes to like communicating with your mom to know that, you know, y'all have that level of friendship too, like when you're going through hard times and things like that, or your dad even, um, it doesn't, like, it doesn't have to be your mom. Cause I know some girls are daddy's girls, me. Um, <laughs> and, and, and Maddie, I have an older brother, so I definitely understand the whole mama's boy thing. So. But <laughs> you see how far she flipped her head around at me? Oh my goodness. Okay, you can answer the next But how important is it for you to be able to just communicate with your parents and you know when you're going through hard times? Uh, I feel like it's really important because yeah, I just feel like it's really important. Elaborate. Well, maybe different for everybody else situation, but in my situation, I live with them. So it's like, um, either have a communication, have a relationship or don't. So. Yeah. What about your dad? Like speak in terms of your dad and sort of that closest there. We're oh, laughing about yes. Bubby, AKA Miles, who she says, that's my baby boy. <laughs> no, I don't say it like that. <laughs> Go ahead. Talk about that. About with your dad. Oh yeah. parent friendship. I, I, know what my daddy's girl might point out so we have a nice we have a really close relationship because i'm a daddy's girl why are you looking at me that's so beautiful yeah (laughs) your mother loves that trust and believe she loves that bond that you have with your dad Mm -hmm. um to be able to speak that, say that, and feel that you have a friendship with your parents and the admiration and love and respect that you have for each other. And to be grounded in that, Maddie, is the best space that we want our children to launch off of in this world. We tell you this all the time and it never gets old. We are so proud of who you are. And your parents have did the doggone thing to get you going and you are just, you are what you're gonna what you're gonna be doing in this world is gonna blow everybody's mind. So we are so proud of you. You keep doing what you're doing and keep keep working on all of those character buildings and relationship skills that you're learning because what you're learning at home from your parents and your sibling and your lifestyle is how to operate and manage in this world. So you're gaining valuable skills. I call them life skills. They should start at home. Sometimes they don't. And sometimes we have to get them from other people, but that's okay. It doesn't matter where it comes from as long as it's good, it's positive, and it's for you. And you, my dear, know thyself. So you know what's good for you. 
We're proud of you. Thank yes. you. Yeah, You're excellent. I, we, I joke with her a lot. I'm like, oh, she's a daddy's girl. And I'll say, so what daddy, what did daddy do today? If he gave her five dollars, I'll give her five dollars and ten cents. You know, just like, <laughs> kind of mess. <laughs> and you have to it. do that too. Nice. Like, mom, mom, be, yeah, I she love be it. She'd be embarrassed. Like, mom, it's not like that. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> you have to have that kind of. You have to have that kind of dialogue too. Some Maddie jokes, some me. jokes like, in there. Mom, I was like, so what, Daddy, what y'all do this weekend? Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> but it's all, you know, it's all in fun, you know. All out of love. All out of love. Is she going in? <laughs> see, see. <laughs> the girls are definitely uh he Corey is definitely the fun he's the fun parent like not that i'm not fun but he's the fun parent i'm the like mom i need money mom we need i got this project due um uh, you know can you buy me this like he's the daddy play games with me daddy let me see your phone like they don't even ask to um see my phone because they are always on his so much to the point it's so funny yesterday we was playing uno and eight-year-old so me and me and everyone got out the game it was me and her dad was the last two in the game and he ended up winning and so I, I was a loser yesterday of Uno. and so the eight-year-old comes to me and was like mom you can never beat daddy I was like, he was in the bottom with me too. Like y'all act like he was the, the winner of the whole game. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Get on my face. I don't even want to talk to you no more. <laughs> but you know, your daughter, they love their daddy. Oh my god. They will cheerlead him, cheerlead him from here to Kalamazoo. They mm-hmm. love their daddy. I asked so Ryan, I said, Are you a daddy's girl or mama's girl? She was like, I'm a daddy's girl. I was like, like like you were supposed to know right like, duh. like why would you even ask me a question like yeah. that like i mean you're all right but you know get with the program are you paying are you even paying attention <laughs> look at her laughing <laughs> maddie is over here cracking up oh my goodness <laughs> too funny too when did funny. you realize she was a daddy's girl linda oh early on like really early like before she was like two i, I knew that's how like, like wow wow kobe yeah. is linda, you often speak about you being a daddy's girl Oh yeah, I was a daddy's girl. Mom, if you're listening, you know I love you, but you know, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But you, but you know, everybody knows I was a daddy's girl. I mean, and my I have a sister, so sometimes you know we would go at it for you know different sets of attention. It wasn't the same type of attention, mm-hmm. but I was a straight daddy's girl. Like just the, everything, we're just alike. We're, he's he was very organized. He had his own business. Everything was just like set. I mean, even to the point of like laying our clothes out at night. I mean, I'm so much like him. And I remember my my stepmom, Julie, you know, years ago, she we had we had a disagreement about something. And she said, You're acting just like your father. And I was like, Yep. Yeah. And I stretched my clothes out. Because <laughs> I was like trying to have everything ready, but that's just who I am. I was always a daddy's, always daddy's girl. Always will be. When did you so I get like no, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I was gonna you had your line of questioning. Go ahead, Jamie. Oh my gosh. Look, now we're gonna now we're gonna find out who's gonna talk next. <laughs> Paper scissors. I never knew I played that game, y'all. Right. Apparently, Linda struggles too. Listen, apparently, I'll do the things, but you have to tell me if I want to lose. So you gonna <laughs> I'm always lose because I don't know. No, I need Shauna to go because she'll lose. She'll forget. She oh, I I need some blueberries. Going. I think I forgot. I got you blueberries. Mm-hmm. I think I forgot already. <laughs> okay, so Linda, when did you realize that um, you had a friendship with your father? 
Um, I probably was a little bit younger than Maddie. I used to always, my father up until he passed away would run like track and through the discus for adults. We were always at track meets. He would always take me with them. We were up at Fordham University in New York. We would go, we would come here to the Penn Relays in Pennsylvania. We would just do the things. And it was just that kind of like, he'd say, hey, come on, baby girl, you want to ride with me? That's what they used to say back. Everybody knows. Well, you want to ride with me, baby? Yep, let's go. And mm-hmm. I knew that. And we we would just always hang out. And um, like he would show me aspects of business. And he would say, hey, when you get older, make sure you, he was always, make sure you, you know, do well on your job. I and mean, he taught me life skills, like from top to bottom, just mm-hmm. About being a person, just about, you know, going after what, what you want. I mean, I just, I can't even, I remember the look on his face when I graduated from college, you know, just, he was just so proud. And that made me feel like, wow, I just, I'm just so proud to be his daughter because we were, you know, we were so close. And so when he got sick and, and passed away suddenly, it was just, it was devastating. But at the same time, I have those memories. So he passed away when I was 38. Mm-hmm. So you know, 38 years of just, you know, that time and thinking about that now, it doesn't seem like a long time. Like, oh my God, I was only 38 when he passed. Crazy. But we did a lot, you know, during that time. And it was, I I learned a lot from him. So even as I do get older, I think back to what Julie said, and she's exactly right. Because the older I get, the more I'm like him. And, you know, just the, the organization, just trying to raise, you know, a household with Miles and Maddie. And that, that's what I knew. So I think I was actually younger than Maddie. She's 13 now. But I have very early memories of us, you know, traveling together and just, you know, being at these track meets or whatever it was that we did, even in his business, too. Yeah. How This is for both of you. How does, like... Um your friendships with your parents how did it shape how you became or handled like being friends with your kids especially as an adult right so especially we have like older kids like that are like adult children and like that dynamic um as an adult with their parent and then your your dynamic with your adult children like how did was that shaped through your experiences growing up that's a great question. I think I'm less rigid than my parents. <laughs> I think I kept, and they, they were great parents, but I kind of kept the good parts. <laughs> less rigid. Like I, I give, I think I give Miles and Maddie a little bit more freedom, I would say. Yeah. And <laughs> Maddie's doing thumbs up. I think I do. I think I give them a little bit more freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this too, just the freedom to be who they are. Like not, not things not being forced. So Maddie played every sport in the book to football, to cheerleading, to whatever, to dance, gymnastics. And some, I know some parents like, you're going to play only this and you're not going to do anything else. I didn't want to be that. I wanted to be flexible, you know, Mm -hmm. as Miles, he did football for a few years and three days before he was supposed to start football in high school. So I don't want to do it anymore. I'm like, okay, we got to pivot now. Then he started doing basketball. So I, I can see where like, some people in my family would have been like, no, you're going to stick with this because this is what you said you were. Yeah. But I think the number one thing for me is being a less rigid, and Maddie's mocking me, being less rigid and just being a little bit more, you know, free flowing. Yeah. I, I can feel that as a, my relationship with Nirvana as an adult, um, my mom is is uh, my confident confidant like I know that you know she keeps my secrets and all these things but my mom also has nine sisters 
Mm-hmm. And sisters love to talk to each other. And so there were sometimes I'm like, I'm not telling her this because if she tell her sisters, who we no, I can't. Now I think oh like when I was younger, I think my mom was more telling all your little little kid business to her sisters, like, do you believe this girl did this? And I can't believe she said that. But then as an adult, I find that my mom is more like, you know, this is between us. Like, you know, she doesn't like share a lot of my adult things that happens, um, which is my same thing with Navon. Like I try to be her confidant and like when she tells me things, um, trying to keep that between us and keep that. Cause I think that's part of important, like trust. Right. So Shauna, what about you? How about, how is your transition to adult friendship with your son? So our transition, I want to say, thank God for Continental Airlines <laughs> and my husband. <laughs> Cause without those two, I just don't know if, uh, our relationship will be where it is when it comes to the friendship portion of the strength of it. There was always a friendship that I tried to, you know, instill with him, but there were times growing up where I wasn't sure if he was mature enough to handle that with me, just based on some of the things that he would do. So when I became a flight attendant for Continental Airlines, he was in the middle of his teen years. And so lots of things changed with young men and, they want a little less of nurturing and being babied and a little more of, you know, male energy around and, you know, being able to be shaped into the man that they wish and want to be. So Continental Airlines kept me away at a time where my husband and my son were one-on-one for a few years at the most important time of his life. And it also helped me to not be so smothering. Mm. So helicopter or turn into like a helicopter parent and hovering over him. Because Terrence is his name. We call him TJ. He's a junior. He doesn't do well with being smothered. Like that's not his thing. He's a very free. He was a free spirited baby from birth. And he does everything in his power to make sure that he keeps himself into that space because that's a zone of genius and he knows it. Mm-hmm. So those two things helped me tremendously when it came down to uh, the friendship portion. So yeah. Now with my parents, one of the things that I can say that I loved about my parents so I grew up in a multi, I would call it like multi-generational lifestyle as I was afforded the fortunate ability to have my grandparents extremely instrumental in our lives, living under the same roof, sharing abundance of time with each other at critical times growing up. So because of that, we, the friendship portion like with our mom so my mom is what you would consider a salsetta. So she can salsa her tail off. She's won awards. She's done dance competitions and things like that. So we love going out salsa dancing because in that environment, um, we are all able to strongly be friends, if that makes sense. Yeah. So in all environments, sometimes oh, no. it doesn't work out with your yeah. parents. 
yeah, sometimes it's like, oh, now you're being mom at breakfast. Ah, where were you <laughs> at the other place, right? And then with my dad, we have um, memories of fishing with him because he's a nature boy, nature guy. He's a taxidermist. And so we have a lot of memories of being still by the water and, you know, having talks and stuff like that. So that's my um, experience in the parent world. I would say, though, my parents, they they did love being friends with their children. And sometimes we have to be careful how much we want to be friends with our kids, because sometimes the lines can get blurred. And I can see that sometimes happening with my sister and I, where it was kind of blurry. So I wanted to try to kind of clear up those lines when I, we, when I raised my son so that he really knew the boundaries between the friendship and me being his parent. Yeah. I think that's important. Something that you mentioned about like, just like when you were a flight attendant, just like the whole like backing off and kind of, um, it's like, I think like when you look at like your like non-children friendships <laughs> and how you handle those relationships. And sometimes like when your friends are going through things, um, they don't need you in their face. Like, you know, what do you need me to do? I need to do this and da, 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 da. we should do this and you should do that. And sometimes we know to just like back off and just let our friends have their space and say, look, I'm here if you need me and just giving them space to come to you. And I think that that's really important, even with your kids to be able to back off and let someone else like step in because like even our friendships, we know that we, all of our different friendships have served different purposes in our lives for us too. So your purpose as their friend can be totally, you know, something totally different for, you know, Navon and I, it's more of, um, I'm her consultant. <laughs> she comes, I give her advice. You get to I love it. you're an adult. Um, and then a lot of times she doesn't want to hear it. And I'm like, that's fine. I have to give you the hard truth. Cause that's what my dad did. He always gave. So me, my, my dad, and my mom, we have different friendships, right? So my dad is the guy that you go to when you just want someone just to be straight up with you, you know, you need some hard truth. Um, and if it's, even if it's him saying, you, you need some rest, you look like you tired. I'm like, thank you, daddy. I know I'm going to get some rest. Or just, you know, that was really stupid. Why would you think that that's what you should do? Like he's, he's that person. <laughs> and you need friends like that. I, ha I have personal friends in my life that I know when I need to hear some hard truth, they're the ones that's going to keep it real with me. But then my mom is like, you know, we have like creative things in common. We're both crafty. We both love to talk about journals and paper and pens and art supplies and, you know, and then we're, we're women. So then we have that. So that as a woman who's married and being able to talk to my mom about, you know, certain aspects of marriage with her and her to be real with me. Cause you know, a lot of people go through their life not knowing like their parents don't tell them the truth about marriage. And so then they get into these relationships with these false beliefs of what marriage is or should be. And so that, you know, we have that like girlfriend relationship and like I remember my brother got into it one time about something and he was like um no you he said you just taking mommy's side and I was like I'm not just taking her side I understand even if she's wrong I understand her as a woman you know what I'm saying and it's just a different the rationale behind it yeah, yeah the rationale behind it and we can have a conversation about it. And sometimes people just need you to have those conversations with them, even if they know they're wrong. Like they just need you to have those conversations with them to understand like what they're, they're thinking, their train of thought was. So 
um, we just have different um, friendship styles. And so back to my original point of just like backing off and just letting <laughs> them know that you're there for them, I think is really, really huge yes. sometimes. And letting other yes. people come in and, and be a friend to them and guide and give them guidance as well. Yeah. I like to speak to the friendship piece to this ladies. So, and when the power of love energy comes out, I speak a lot about this in my book about the importance of friendship being the basis of almost any relationship that you're in. Mm -hmm. And of course, not right away when your children are born, but mm -hmm. eventually. But even with your husband, significant other, it, it goes a long way if there's some type of friendship that was in there, involved, foundational, or, you know, that it really helps a lot when I don't know, challenges may come or arise, you know, sometimes, you know, my husband was the hard truth man. So I lived with that. I had to deal with hard truth 24 seven. Because <laughs> if you talk to Lorenzo, he was gonna shoot it to you straight. He was gonna candy coat it. He kept it short and sweet and it was always out of love. So I understand that mindset. I, lo I love that about your dad. And I love that you can go to him for that. So knowing the differences in the types of friendships that you have in relationships with people also facilitates and helps foster positive relationships, including your children. Mm -hmm. yeah, so how do you- I, I definitely agree with that. Go ahead, Linda. Excuse me. No, I was gonna say, I was gonna ask the same question. How, did, how is that built? Yeah, so like when you have kids that are kind of more removed, right? And they're not like, you know, we are, there's a lot of people out who have kids that just want to be in their room. They don't want to talk to their parents. They feel like their parents are just dumb. They don't understand. They, they don't get it. They're right. old. <laughs> right, Maddie? They're just so old. They don't understand. You know. <laughs> it goes back to, it goes back to what you said earlier. It's meeting them where they're at. Mm -hmm. So, and knowing what their interests are. If you know what lights your child up, plan something. Plan something that's around that. You have to baby step into their world because now they've created their own world, yeah. at, you know, at some point. Now you're entering in their world. So you have to baby step that. You got to know what they like, what lights them up, set some things up. Like last night, I think you mentioned, or or whenever you played Uno with your family, oh, yes, you know, everyone put everything down and came together as a group. And when you do that, you learn so much about each other. You learn how each other ticks. Even like sitting down watching movies, Linda, you're always having movie night with Maddie and you get an opportunity to have discussions on your interests, your likes, your dislikes. Now you place yourself in a situation with your child in which they could be a little bit more free flowing than that actual hard times or depending on the environment. So you have to be, Timing is everything. And you have, to you have to go after wanting that. If you want to build a great relationship with your child, you have to be the one to foster, to facilitate that. But you have to meet them where they're at. Because if the, your child feels like you're pushing them into something they don't want to get into, or you, you, know, you push them into a corner, they're going to shut down, or they're just not going to actively be seeking you out as you know, the friend or the person that you would want them to seek out. And you have to give them respect and space. And if they don't want that, all they're telling you is that it's just something they don't need at this moment in time, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And we have to learn how to back up. It's so hard. It's so hard to back up. I had a very 
very hard time with that. <laughs> My husband trained me well. And I am continuing those skills that he taught me to this day with my son. I can hear his voice anytime I wanna call my son or say something or tell him what I think he should do. I hear my son say, he's a man, he's fully grown, he's capable of making his own decisions, wait till he brings it to you, don't give any advice unless he asks. And I, so I've been trained early on to, you know, yeah. foster that part because teenage, Teenage was my hardest experience as a mom, having a teenager. Yeah, it takes patience. Linda, I know you've mentioned about um, Miles being more reserved, right? And so you can't really yes. just force yourself on them. It's kind of like you just got to sit there and like, I'm just going to sit here quietly with you. Like, how, how has that been for you? Because Maddie is a lot more outgoing. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> So how did you like, I guess, was it the sports only? Like what was some other ways that you kind of broke into that with him since he's a little bit more reserved and not as chatty? Yeah, I think, yeah, just probably the sports. That, that was like the first thing, kind of my first in. And second, I think you all of y'all could probably guess what I'm going to say next. Food. Yes. Ah, Miles yeah. and I love some food, like just restaurants and just whether it's something really good. Miles is kind of like me when it comes to like the food piece. So I'm like, yes. So he'll pick, you know, he'll pick something a little bit more upscale over like something like fast food. So, you know, for me, that's like everything. So I think that bond and just sitting with him, just being with him, I have noticed, you know, with him being away at college. So he did two, he's done two years of college. He's going to his junior year. With him now being home, I notice he's a lot more talkative. Like he's, he's opened up a lot and just him going away, we went two hours away, but I remember the coaches saying, you know, because he plays basketball, coach, he's going to open up. I'm like, no, y'all don't know him. He's quiet. He's this, he still is himself, but I noticed just with him coming home this year, the end of his sophomore year, we, we talk a lot more. I think because I had to like, let go and not be the helicopter mom, like what's below a helicopter? Oh, a drone. A drone. Oh. I'm the drone mom. So, <laughs> drone mom. so I'm like, so I had to like kind of, Maddie, look at Maddie's face. I had to kind of like back up, you know, a little bit and then let him come to me. That was hard, Shauna. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Very, very hard to do because I'm very hands on. So it was nothing for me to have him and like 15 of his friends, you know, football helmets in the back of the car on any given day of the week. And then when he went to college, it just stopped abruptly. So that was that part was hard to to let go. Um, so, yeah, so I think connecting with him as he's older, he's 20 now. So connecting with him in those different ways, maybe asking a question or two, and then maybe following up with, ooh, they have a new Cajun pasta at so-and-so. And then that's, exactly. how I, <laughs> that's how I get exactly. him. He's like, oh, I mean, I got him the other night. I was like, so you have a company. Y'all want some food? And he actually thanked me. He said, mom, man, thank you so much for the food last night. So then we were able to have a whole conversation just around him going to the gym and him continuing his workouts exactly. and stuff like that. So with Maddie, you just the wind blows and we start talking about stuff like we right. did a target run at nine o'clock last night that was nothing so <laughs> it's it's fun just, I have a question for Maddie about that Maddie do you how do you feel about when you do different activities with your parents I know you've been golfing lately with your dad and with your mom there's 
a list of activities that you do together. Do you feel like when you're in those activities or the environment is different, it's easier to connect with your mom or dad? How yes. does that feel for you? Yes, I feel like it's a little bit different than just like sitting around at the house being boring. It's more fun <laughs> to do. And it's a lot, it's a lot like, cause I can start like good conversations and you're actually doing something active. And I like to be very active. I don't like to sit still at all. So it's very fun. She just likes to sit still at all. Just ask my right foot as we walk through. <laughs> she stood up about five times since we started. Yes, yes, yes. I understand that you are, you're definitely part of the heart of chat because you know your mom and you know Jeanette and I, and we, we have a hard time sitting still too. So love to be on the go, you know? Patty, what advice do you have for kids that would like to have a better relationship or um, friendship with their parents? Like, where Um, are some things that they can do to kind of cultivate? So, like, it will probably take time and try to, and also, if you want something, like, maybe current, maybe try to, like, say, oh, hey, one day, can we do this? And, like, pitch an idea, like, hey, let's go go go-karting one day because it'll be fun. We'll have a good time and and eventually after a while you guys would want to do like lots of stuff together because you guys enjoy the time together so. that's awesome so yeah. true and i would say parents be open too because like be open to getting on the rides at the music park <laughs> as scared as you might be you know because a couple of rides i was like am i really gonna do this but it you know i see how it made her so happy and just, you know, being open to doing it. It's a lot of walking, so get ready, y'all. But, uh, you know, outside of that, you know, having that sort of, you know, that, that sort of balance and, you know, they, them being happy, seeing them happy, but also knowing that it makes you happy inside as a parent to see them grow and foster and continue to foster those relationships or the relationship that you have, you know, with your child. So I would add to that. I think for me, because I'm like, always busy, always doing something, always on the go, always running around. Like a lot of times I miss out on like some of the like game nights and stuff like that. Or so like trying to, to so making it, a, a, making it a point to sit down and do movie night with the kids is important. And even yesterday with game night, um, we went and bought like a new game. Um, and then we had, well, actually bought two new games and then <laughs> we played some games that we already had, but I really had to like make a conscious decision. Like put your phone down. Like there's nothing else you need to do. And a lot of times the kids don't really want a whole lot of your time. Like they just need that little fix. Like I think we played because we played four games and we played them a couple of times. It might've went a little over an hour, like an hour and a half. And then like our oldest, he didn't get the, he wasn't here um, to play games with us, but he went and picked up cookies for everybody. And um, you know, we had cookies and played games and it was fun. And then everybody went off in their own world and they was like, all right, I got my feel of you. I'm good. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so just understanding like parents, like even when like we feel like, oh, I have so much to do. Like, I don't have time to just sit for a second. You do. And they don't, they really just need that quick fix. They don't need a whole lot um, of your time. And because guarantee when they get older, you're going to be wanting some of their time and they're going to be like, oh, I'm busy, mom. I got stuff to do. You like, oh, yes. I'm playing my game. I'm in the middle of a live game. I'm like, can you can you come up just for a second? That smiles. I'm in the middle of a live. It's on. Oh my goodness! Yeah. On 
And and I, I, I even walked up to him. I'm like, did you just mute me? Because I went down the basement. He had the control. I'm like, you muted me. Yeah, anytime on his PS5, anytime you see like the orange light, that means he muted you. He oh, does oh. that to me. <laughs> you, Maddie, for that clarification Secrets. for our hearts out there. Secrets got out. Yeah, it's like, oh, I was muted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can't let people you talking in the background. Look. <laughs> I know. I'm getting better. It takes some inner work. <laughs> I understand that. This is awesome. Shauna, awesome, any final awesome. tips or advice you want to give to parents out there and children? I would strongly encourage to give your child space and observe them. Yeah. Because all the answers are right there. You just have to step back. Mm-hmm. It's just and being patient. Like it's just that patience. Like don't you can't do that when you meet people. You like you ever meet somebody that's just like, oh, you're gonna be my friend, and we're gonna do all this thing. No, let this thing happen organically and naturally. Exactly. Like you cannot force yes. friendship and and your real life and with your home life with your kids and spouses. Like it, you know, you have to let stuff happen organically and. Like so you said, trying to be impatient and just observing and, you know, just, yeah, be patient. <laughs> yes, yes. Love that point. Thank you from our childhood specialist here, Shana. We love it. Love De nada. Yes, yes, yes. Well, this was great, Maddie. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Maddie. This is, this is awesome. Got to, yes, <laughs> the chat with you. So cute. <laughs> Well, Shana, do you want to tell everyone where to find us, how they can connect and continue to connect with us? Yes, but first, let's talk about your shirt. Uh, oh, yes. Yes, Ignite Your Ignite Fuego. Your if you're yes. interested, we yes. have some apparel on the website. We still have our mugs. We have our journals on our website. So you definitely can find us on our website. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on IG, Twitter, Facebook, that's it i think all the major platforms to listen to us on your podcast and please come back next week and every week everybody because it's gonna be fuego baby come back come back yes thank you lady bye lady all right thank you